three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. I've got a review for a re-release of a 1998 documentary, which has some additional footage that's been added back in. And, of course, it's perfect timing because it's being uh, released just in time for Greta Gerwig's Barbie, which I am buying tickets for tomorrow. I am horribly excited to see that goddamn movie. Um, Goddamn love Greta Gerwig. She's awesome. Uh, Yeah, I can't wait for it. Can't wait to see... I can't wait to see um, um, Gosling, the Ling, as fucking Ken. The fact that's going to be a thing in a month is just, the world is terrible sometimes, but that's that's just wonderful. That's pure. <laughs> and Margot Robbie's Barbie, like Jesus Christ, could it be more perfect? But, um, but I went and I watched this documentary because I will be the first to admit, I've babysat enough in my day. Uh, God, I'm sounding old, uh, but, but I've babysat enough in my day to have, you know, babysat kids who, you know, had Barbies, had uh, Polly Pockets, uh, oh God, what are they, like, you know, Hot Wheels, uh, God, I'm trying to think of other toys, Pogs, sure, that works, <laughs> but, but I definitely remember those fads, you, you, you know what I mean, I, I'm old enough to remember Tickle Me Elmo, I still remember my mom getting up at 4 a.m. to go to Kmart and stand in line to get one of the last Tickle Me Elmo's she did, by the way. Great mom. And, you know, I, I remember, you know, doing the Black Fridays to get, like, the Nintendo Wii and stuff like that. But when you think about things that are so ingrained in American culture, Barbie's one of them. And I think I knew Barbie was a big deal when I saw... Oh, God, what was it? It wasn't even on YouTube. I think a friend told me about it. There was a Barbie art exhibit. And I remember hearing that. Yeah, one of my friends in San Francisco said that they went to a Barbie exhibit. An art exhibit. And I was like, wait, what? That's a thing? There's a... Barbie has art... What? Like, I was flabbergasted. And they actually, ironically enough, bring that up in this movie. Which I was actually really happy that they did. Because it's one of those things that you just don't fucking think about. But Barbie is so ingrained in... American culture that it just feels like an afterthought like it just feels like something that's always been there and it's really fascinating to go ahead and get into the psyche of really America and American culture as far as where Barbie came from what void she filled and why why she's been able to endure and one thing that I'll simply say as a as a straight dude here is I love the way it points to let's be honest what's usually a a hypocritical thing how america in america we like to dress everything else besides the root of the actual fucking problem like you know again to sound like old man hunter i still remember when they started putting the parental advisory uh like i still remember i still remember the first time i saw parental advisory logo 
on a CD and just going like, wait, what? Like that was the thing that was happened. Like, like I want to say early nineties. Um, one thing I know is definitely in the nineties was the, uh, the, the video game rating system. Cause I remember when, you know, they uh, rockstar started making the GTA games. It was like, Oh, if you want to buy this game, you have to, uh, you know, your parent needs to do it for you. You know, that that's, but that was a whole thing where, you know, Hillary Clinton and Democrats were saying, and Republicans were saying, Oh my God, it's the video games. The video games are poisoning the youth. And <coughs> it, the, the, the irony in the fact that, you know, video games are supposed to kill kids. And yet, you know what? Never mind. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. But it's it's crazy how this, uh, this documentary brings up a thing that I think a lot of people bring up in the sense of where does Barbie help the conscience of how we feel about women in this country? And, you know, the sexist nature of the beauty standards that we hold women to. And it was it was really fascinating to hear what the documentary had to say about that. And I'll, I'll, I'll let y'all figure that out, you know, experience that for yourselves. But I think that the documentary does a great job of highlighting the fact that could there be some problematic uh, parts with that? Absolutely. But that's where you as a parent need to actually raise your kid. <laughs> and I know that seems like such a no duh, but my God, like when I see what parents blame things on, like their kids shitty behavior, it just boggles my mind. Like, 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 Oh God. Like TikTok's the latest thing. It's like, ah, oh, my kid's on TikTok. you know? Oh my God. It's poisoning their mind. Well, get your kid a regular cell phone. If you're that fucking worried about it or tell them, did not look at certain shit like I, God, parents are so frustrating. Um, but it's fascinating how the documentary tackles that because yes, does it to an extent lead to some impossible beauty standards? Absolutely. But at the same time, does it allow, did it allow, you know, little girls to, to, you know, go ahead and work out their, you know, their fantasies and maybe aspire to be what Barbie wanted to be as far as being a working woman. Absolutely it did. And so it's, it's really interesting how the documentary rides that line. I think it makes a very fair balance argument on a lot of the statements that it makes that one in particular, that was the big one. I was curious how, um, how Susan was going to talk about that. I think she nails it as far as that's concerned. But then it, it's it's interesting, too, because it talks about Mattel and how Mattel started off as, like, a business that was making, like, these extravagant, like, clocks and these very kind of niche items and how it goes ahead and turns from that into the global, you know, the, clon the, uh, the conglomerate that it is. And, you know, like, when you think about toy brands, they're one of the first ones, at least, that come to my mind. So it was, it was crazy to see the very humble origins of Mattel to the fact that I believe in, I think they say 97. Yeah. 97 that they had already sold a billion Barbie dolls was just hearing that just God, just think about a Barbie doll selling for, I got was a Barbie doll retail for, um, that's actually a good question. Let's, 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 let's go on Amazon. Cause I actually do not know what a Barbie costs. Um, Oh my God. I just realized, Fuck, as I'm sitting here, I'm looking up at my floating shelves. I have a Captain Marvel Barbie. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, see? I have a Barbie. Fuck. Um, uh, what does what a Barbie run? Uh, Barbie runs like, oh, like, like okay, so it's like 10 bucks. 10 bucks for a Barbie. So, God, $10. 
And I'm sure they were more expensive back in the 90s. So $10 a doll, billion dollars. Oh, my God. That billion doll sold. Jesus Christ. That's so much money. Just if you did off of what Amazon's quoting. And that's not including all the you know special edition Barbies. And that is one thing I will say that for a lot of companies that have been slow to go ahead uh, on their representation, Barbies had, you know, black Barbies. They've had, you know. Uh, indigenous Barbies. They, I, I think I read last year they just introduced like the first Barbie that had a hearing aid. Like Mattel's kind of been on their shit when it comes to how they've handled Barbie and the representation aspect of that. So that's something I actually do have to give them credit for. And after watching this documentary, I was going, huh, okay, that's actually, that's actually fair. What I found fascinating is there is a there is a part that's added in um, from the original. Uh, documentary uh, where it's a section on black barbie and how uh, black barbie has a like a cousin that was black and i think that's how they started it but apparently there's a whole other documentary called black barbie uh, that's going to be coming out later this year so i'm actually excited to watch that because when you think about people of color and i (laughs) uh, i always i always laugh because when i when i think about this i always think of uh, i always think of the fucking office I was thinking about uh, Princess Unicorn, how Toby, <laughs> how Toby on the office tries to buy the last one from Daryl, and he buys the black one, and he has that look on his face like, "Oh God, a black doll!" And it's 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 a funny joke, but it does point to the fact that you know black people really didn't have dolls that looked like us for forever. Uh, you know, I've I've gone on this rant before about comic book shit. You know, you can buy a cyborg shirt now. You can buy a, a static shot. A shock shirt you can buy a black panther shirt you can buy a storm shirt you can buy that shit while i was growing up so you know you didn't even get shirts and stuff from people who are prominent in comics that you're able to buy you know you're able to buy people of color on that on that front and so i really you know it's one of the things i've ranted about on the show multiple times where it's so easy to say that's not a big deal when you get to see someone who looks like you constantly, you know, and that's something I've always gone on, gone on about white people about. It's like you can open up your wallet and pull out a pull out a dollar bill. You see someone who looks like you. It's a big fucking deal, and I think people, I think people really do undervalue that. I really think people just kind of take it for granted. And so I like the fact the documentary got into the nuts and bolts of that, and 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 does bring it up as an issue. But it's kind of crazy. Again, because when you think about the the lane of the market that Mattel fit in with this with these Barbie dolls, you you hear how so many people were dismissive dismissive of the fact that you know little girls wouldn't play with a doll like this. It, it's kind of crazy, and I, and I understand that's why the the you know that lane was there because people didn't think it would fucking work. But it is crazy to hear how dismissive of just anything entirely when the Mattel owner brings it up. And that is that is another thing that I was very happy that they got into. They go ahead and talk about uh, Ruth Handler, who is uh, the co-founder of Mattel. And I wasn't familiar with her story. I wasn't familiar with what, you know, who she was. And I really love the way they break her down and the amount of weight that they put on her as far as being the person who went ahead and created created Barbie and went ahead and had this vision for the doll. And it's actually quite inspired when you think about how, 
you know, the glass ceiling that women have to attempt to break through. This woman launched something that became a fucking revolution. It's something that will exist long before any of us are still here, which is fucking crazy, you know? And and the way it gets into her um, and kind of what her inspiration was behind the doll, it's quite fascinating. There's this one moment where she talks about something from when she was a kid, and I, and I, I don't want to spoil it, but when you hear it, you'll know. But it's, it's this little glimpse into her psyche as far as how she grew up, and you just go, "Fuck, that makes a ton of sense." And it's a very subtle, it's a very quick thing, so you'll 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 need to be paying attention. But it really did put a lot of her mindset, and a lot of her her hustle, and a lot of her clear drive and ambition in focus with the story that she told. And it was one of those things I went, "That's really cool." She had the guts to even admit that on camera, to be honest. But uh, but it actually gave me a new, uh, like, it gave me a respect for it. I went, okay, that's, like, that's fucking fair. That's impressive that you knew that, that you turn that into what you've turned it into now. Um, there's a, <laughs> there's a point where, and, and this wasn't surprising, but to see the kink community dressing up their, <laughs> dressing up their Barbies and having them in outfits and having these little, these little like dick attachments that they put on the kin doll so they would be, you know, fucking, fucking, a, uh, you know, fucking another kin or fucking another Barbie. It was like, wow, this is, this is intense. But credit, but credit to the, that, that is one thing too, that was just kind of a cool surprise is the Barbie community is insane. And this is, you know, again, this is a documentary in the nineties. I, you know, with, with social media, I can't even imagine. I'm sure there's a Barbie Reddit that's just absurd. Like, I, it's it's really fascinating to think about. But when you think about the community in general that you can find, whether it's you know with your with you know comics or, or or gaming or what have you, but to think about the fact that this Barbie fad has been a thing for so long, and you know there's Barbie communities that exists even today it's pretty crazy how they show everyone in the 90s and how you know passionate they are and how creative so many of these people are there's a i, I mentioned the art exhibit earlier there's a very carry you know the horror movie inspired barbie uh, art uh, art display that i thought was so fucking cool i was like damn that's that's creative let's go it's it's really quite inspired to actually see how these people find find these outlets uh, and, you know, are able to use their creativity by using, you know, using these Barbies. It's actually pretty cool. Um, they do get into how Mattel pulls a Paramount uh, when it comes to Star Trek, and you'll, you'll know when you see it. And I just went, oh, my God, Mattel, you suck. And it's interesting to hear about the downfall of... Uh, uh, of, of Mattel and and just some of the the hard times they went through they they, they cover quite a bit of ground here for a 50 it's like a 53 minute long documentary they cram a lot of information in and I mean that as a compliment but it never feels overstuffed but uh, getting to my final thoughts here I I had a blast with this I thought this was great um, it at the end of the day if I learn something about a subject I'm just not familiar with it's a successful documentary you know, and, and I really was not aware of how intense the passion was for Barbie. I really didn't know all the uses people's people had for Barbies, but 
this was actually really informative. And again, I talked about uh, about Ruth Handler. They do get into uh, to interview a couple people who are you know big Barbie enthusiasts or how their lives have been affected by Barbie. Uh, those documentary or those documentaries, those interviews are really fascinating and add quite a few layers to what we think about Barbie and, and her place in American culture. It's really fascinating. Uh, the interviews that they do get and everyone each one of them had a purpose each one had weight and i I really enjoyed those interviews quite a bit but uh this is a solid a for me i really enjoyed this and i was i was pleasantly surprised with how uh, informative this was again it's like 53 minutes but a lot of information but again it never feels overstuffed it moves at a really great pace um i i enjoyed this i enjoyed this a lot this is a solid a for me but uh, Barbie Nation, what did y'all think? Uh, let us know in the comments. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can also follow me on Instagram and uh, TikTok at, uh, at jhunterrealpineapple. That, again, is R-E-E-L pineapple. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe and rate the show. It definitely helps us out. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneUp, Samsung Podcasts, and tune up to name a few at the real pineapple you can find us on youtube just go ahead and search the real pineapple you'll go ahead and find us there uh, don't forget to like both our pages on facebook at the real pineapple that again is r-e-e-l pineapple and real pineapple game and don't forget to finally finally uh follow me on twitch at twitch.tv slash jhunter real pineapple i'm going to be hopping on twitch for the first time ever next week i'm really excited to uh to get on there that'll be the uh the week of the 26th i'll be hopping on twitch i'll be letting y'all know on socials when uh when uh, i'll be hopping on and i'm gonna be reviewing the first four indiana jones films uh, starting monday the 26th so raiders review will be on 26th uh, temple doom will be 27th uh, Ra- uh last crusade will be 28th and then uh oh my gosh uh Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. There we go. Trying to forget that movie. But that review will be on the 29th leading up to my review of Neanderthal Jones and the Dial of Destiny on the 30th. Um, I will have something reviewed for for y'all on Independence Day. I haven't decided what I want to review for Independence Day yet, but I'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, I'll let you guys know about the streaming schedule. We've got quite a few reviews coming on the pipeline. There's a lot I've got uh, been recording for y'all, including uh, got a Gonna have my Flash review finally coming out next week. I'm um, gonna have a review of Frosteroid City, No Hard Feelings, uh, Polite Society. Uh, that's coming. I'm gonna start reviewing uh, probably the week of the 10th. I'm gonna start reviewing all the Mission Impossible movies, so I'm gonna start dropping those that week, uh, leading up to Dead Reckoning Part 1. I'm, I'm hyped for Dead Reckoning Part 1. I hate Top Gun Maverick, but I am hyped for some more Mission Impossible. Let's fucking go. But thanks again for your support, everyone. Stay safe out there. Uh, Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.